What is going on, everybody? Happy Friday. The last Friday before I know the kids come back to school, but we're already in there already getting ready for them to come back. Ladies and gentlemen, it's also the last week for NFL preseason football. I'll talk about that real fast. Uh, Next week, we'll have week zero of college football. I'm sorry. Next week will be the first week of college football. The last week before every conference is officially destroyed for next season. Sorry, last season before every conference is officially destroyed before next season. Uh, And then also we got a couple of basketball quick takes. And you know what? I'm going to start off with these basketball quick takes, all right? First, I want to start off with the Lonzo Ball situation. Listen, as a former basketball player, the one thing that I was blessed to never have an issue with is knees. Knees are not something to play with when you have an injury, whether it's ACL, MCL, uh, LCL, meniscus, strains, all of that stuff. I've been fortunate to literally had players land on my knees and have a serious injury with it. I've, I've fortunately have been lucky when it comes to the knee issues. Now, I've had back and shoulder issues, and I'll admit, back, back issues is just as bad as knees, but, you know, being unable to walk and run is one of those very, very, very strenuous things. So we go to the Lonzo Ball situation where his knee issues was not what a lot of knee issues are being caused by, and that's the shoes. Normally, foot problems come from shoes, lower calves, things like that. Not always knees, but he had a special situation where his family created a brand and created a shoe for him to play and for people to purchase to play ball in and it was from a manufacturer that didn't put the effort into the shoe that it should have been now it's documented that he had his best friend and manager have extra pair of shoes on the sideline so he had to change every single quarter for his entire rookie season Think about that. That is insane. That is insane. Like, he was always talking about pain from the shoes. The shoes will always rip. The shoes didn't have that much support for his landing. So, over time, little by little, it just started to destroy his lower extremities Little by little. I remember at the beginning, I think it was like lower leg issues. And then it became knee issues because it was overcompensating for the other leg. And that's usually how ACLs tear. Uh, You might have sprained an ankle, have some uh, soft tissue, hamstrings, things like that. And you overcompensate in the other leg for the injury in that current leg. So... Why am I bringing this up? It's because of another 
sports analyst who has a background in basketball, Stephen A. Smith. Now, Stephen A. Smith is highly respected by every single person. I personally remember the columns when he was in Philly. I remember listening to him before he started to be this person that he says he's always been. He was not always this person that he is right now. But now it's getting to the point where he's trying to be the I said it first guy instead of being the I am always correct guy. So he's got called out and then tried to backtrack about the Lonzo Ball situation. We all realize that Lonzo Ball's knees are not basketball playing knees at the moment. He needs rest. He needs rehab. And more than likely, it's probably going to be another eight months before he is strong enough to have the same impact on his knees that he did before he injured them with Chicago. Because remember, he was he was one of the main reasons why the Bulls was the number one seed last year for up until he got injured. And then it became, you know, relying on DeRozan and, and Zach Levine, and then it started to go downhill because they didn't have that distributor and defender of his caliber. I've been saying Lonzo is one of those players. If I was the Lakers, I'd have never got rid of him. Lakers look smart right now. But Stephen A. Smith was on first take, and he pulled one of his, I'm going to throw this out, and it's going to make a take. He said, word for word, Lonzo Ball is at the point where he cannot get up and out of a chair without assistance. Now, it might have been that word for word, but I remember him saying, Lonzo Ball cannot even get up and out of a chair without assistance. It took Lonzo Ball less than four hours to post a video of him on the injured knee getting up and out of a chair without the support from the other leg, which proved that Stephen A. Smith got bad sources or was just trying to say something to catch an ear. So this is where I have a problem with Stephen A. Smith. Right now, you're busted. You, there's no backup. There's no throwback that you can say that can fix what you just put out. He goes to the, bro, I don't understand why you put this out. You can't play basketball. You're not playing basketball. You're not healthy. That is not what the whole situation is. And this is where everything from here on out is tainted from Stephen A. Smith when it comes out of his mouth and not in an article. I we, Nobody should believe anything else Stephen A. Smith should say from here on out, period. Because remember when he talked about the sources when T.O. was in Philly? That was false. Remember the sources that came out about uh, uh, there was a couple players that wanted to get traded? And they ended up not being traded, but signed an extension and are currently still on that team. That was a lie. Stephen A. Smith is starting to become that guy that just wants to be, I said it first guy. And if it becomes true, he can say, I told you so. That is not good journalism. But I guess it works because it's boosting up his paycheck. 
I have a problem with that. Now we have to point also that he's bringing in Shannon Sharp to boost up the first take ratings because first take is starting to go down the drain rating-wise. Undisputed was beating first take up until Shannon Sharp left. Now Undisputed is... It, they're going to take Undisputed off the air because nobody wants to watch. No, no, it's not going to work. Shannon Sharp made Undisputed. So Stephen A. Smith thinks that bringing Shannon Sharp on first take will boost up the ratings that he lost when he took off Max Kellerman. And that's another thing. Max Kellerman was legit first take. It's getting to the point that Stephen A. Smith is no longer first take. It's become his take, not first take. But I digress. Listen, if you guys love and support Stephen A. Smith, by all means, I'm not telling you to turn away from it. But let's be honest. Stephen A. Smith is in a hole right now. He's in a very big hole right now. He's going to have to start really, truly thinking about the stuff that he's saying now. Because this goes back years now that he's been saying takes that are not true. On to the next topic. College football. I really didn't give much of a take on college football ever since the realignment situation. Because I kind of wanted to wait until it was officially completed. Because I have a feeling the Stanford's, the Cows, uh... Oregon State and Washington State, I've, I wanted to see what they would do before I, I put my word in there. Also, Clemson and Florida State was talking about leaving the ACC. I wanted to see what they would do with that. Um, and also, word around here that Maryland would try to get back in the ACC. I don't think that would happen because I think the Big Ten is financially just blowing up Maryland at the moment. But I think college football is a complete mess right now. Uh, I put out the idea, I believe it was a previous sports podcast, that they just need to go top-tier Division One, mid-level Division One, lower-level Division One. Keep it like that. And then schools like Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, Georgia, uh, LSU – need to stop playing these McNeese, Jacksonville States, uh, New Mexico State teams and just boosting up their record by winning 80 to 10 or 80 to 7 against teams that have no business being on the field with them. Just beat beat up each other because for years I keep saying, yes, they're 12-0, but if they play somebody like this, they're going to lose. Like, Vanderbilt is on a level where it's hard for them to be in the same conference with in the SEC conference when it comes to football. Basketball, they've had some, some solid years here and there. But recently, sports-wise, Vanderbilt is not on the level that it used to be. And it's tough. Uh, and they get some good recruits, which is very interesting. Um... That 
that's ultimately what I believe college football should do. It should be a high level, mid level, lower level, but without using that to make it seem like, you know, each school is this type of powerhouse. Because honestly, it could do it. The high level and the mid level can do still do the bowls, and then the lower level can have a playoff, and then you have the FBS, and then so on and so forth. They truly need to do that because you have 130 teams in college football. Let's be honest. About 50 of those teams deserve to be talked about. 60 if you want to be generous. So college football is on a on a pathway that it's going to get very interesting five years from now. Uh, what they would do as far as conferences, money, and all that good stuff. Honestly, I'm excited. It gives me good content to talk about. I want to know what's going to happen with that, but what can I say? It, it's, it was bound to happen, but I can't imagine an Atlantic Coast, think about the Atlantic Coast Conference with Stanford on the Pacific Coast. Southeastern Conference with UCLA and USC. I'm sorry, that's Big Ten. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Texas and Oklahoma. They can kind of pass for Southeast Conference. But that's like the Deep South. That's like Big Town Country area, which is why they called it Big 12. Not really, I'm just saying that. Um, it's, it's, it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. But it's kind of like the big East with Wichita state, like Wichita, Kansas is not in the East, not even in the same time zone as the East, but Hey, that's how it works. But we'll talk about that later. If you guys got any questions on some of this stuff, just go ahead and ship it my way. Send you a voice message and I will respond to that. If you like what you're hearing so far, also go ahead and add this podcast to your 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 your, your, your stuff, man. So you, whenever you I drop a podcast, it comes right to your phone. Try to get my subs up, baby. I got a good amount of subs, man. I appreciate all the support. Everyone that's listening. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful support that I get from everyone that I love, man. And I love you guys always. Last but not least, the NBA. And I'm trying to make this pop up very, very fast. The NBA. I'm sorry, not NBA. The NFL. NFL season is in the final weekend of the preseason. And uh, you know what's going to happen. We got a lot of people talking about they want to be traded. We got a lot of people that talks about the money that they want. And we have injuries. Injuries are such a huge thing during training camp. And it's frustrating for certain teams. The one team that is frustrating the most right now, and there's two popular ones, what are you going to say, Irv, is this the Chiefs with Chris Jones? Nope. 
Is it Indiana with uh, Jonathan Taylor? No, and that's a big one. Arizona and Kyler Murray? Well, Kyler Murray, we come on. But that ain't it either. So much has been coming out of Denver. Sean Payton ran in his mouth, talking about how the culture was before he got there, like he was in the building. We don't know if Russell Wilson is going to be that quarterback that he was before he got to Denver. That defense is herky jerk. It, it can go either way. But the biggest thing that's hurting them right now, their top four wide receivers are all out and for a significant time. Cortland Sutton is their only receiver from last year that had over 100 yards receiving on the team. I'm sorry, 300 yards receiving on the team from last year that isn't hurt. So you talk about the waiver wire when them cuts come down on Tuesday next week. Woo! Guess who's going to be searching for some wide receivers? Oh, he's free? Oh, let's scoop him up. I don't think Denver will make any noise this year. They have a chance to. We know Sean Payton's offense has always been explosive. But losing all those receivers, my word. If, If one more injury comes down in Denver, we might as well just stick a fork in them. Uh, the Cardinals are on fire sale mode. They just got rid of Isaiah Simmons for a seventh-round pick, which I think is just a joke. But it just kills me how these NFC East teams outside of Washington can get these type of caliber players and give up nothing. Think about it. They got Eagles got A.J. Brown, I think, for what, a third-round pick, second-round pick or something like that? Two second rounders? This guy is crazy good. Um, they picked up Swift for nothing. Uh, they, they made a couple trades last year and got some players for fourth round picks and fifth round picks. I think they got Garner Johnson last year for like a fifth round pick. Pro Bowl player for a fifth round pick. Now the the Giants is picking up players for a seventh-round pick. I mean, the Cowboys got Stephon Gilmore. What is Washington not doing right? See, the issue with Washington is, and I guess it's not a real issue, is they see a lot of guys that they pick up out of the draft and they want to develop and make it seem like they know what they're doing. But there is sometimes when you can find yourself a talent and you can give up something at the bottom of the draft and and not blink twice about it, I don't understand why you don't do it. The one thing that they've been arguing about that needed an upgrade in Washington was a linebacker, and the Cardinals had one on the market for a seven-round pick, and you didn't even pick up the phone. You did not even pick up the phone. Isaiah Simmons is a big upgrade at linebacker, and he can play that nickel that you like to run, and he can play the safety. Could you imagine that? I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. 
I don't get it. It's it's very interesting. Now the news is coming out that they're looking at Trey Lance as a pickup possibility. Hey man, get get that out of here, man. Don't even bring that up. So I'm waiting for the cut down day. Cut down day is on Tuesday. I'm going to print out the schedule over the weekend, and soon as Wednesday come up, I'm going to go through who I think is going to be. I'm going to go through the schedule and pick my uh, division winners and my my uh, prediction on records, and we're going to talk about it on the next one. I'll probably do a video on that one, so look out for that. Probably post it on YouTube and record uh, my podcast for Spotify and Apple uh, Podcasts, as always. I appreciate you all listening in. As always, uh, follow my social media pages, uh, Big Irv 716, uh, coaching page, Coach I-R-V-I-N-P-A-Y-N-E, the full name. Uh, updates will be coming soon, especially for uh, basketball, because a lot of stuff is going to start off again in the next three weeks. Uh, so that's exciting on my end. I uh, appreciate you guys listening in. As always, I, I wanted to make this one at least 20 minutes short and sweet so that you guys got that. And I will holler at you guys later. Peace out.